Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome back to another All That Is Empath podcast. And I have a very interesting topic that I want to discuss with you today. And then the next podcast, we're actually going to do a conversation about the same topic with Dr. Jameen Howry, who we've interviewed before, you may remember, on the podcast. And uh, she is excited to come back and discuss this topic with us. So the topic that we will be discussing today is on dark empaths. And this has kind of become a buzzword. And a lot of people don't really understand what it means. So simply put, first off, the definition of a dark empath is simply an empath who has been traumatized to where they do harm to others. So we all know that this is kind of normal for the bad guy, the criminal, right? Um, they have some type of trauma, unresolved trauma in their life that makes them angry, makes them hateful, and they act out on others. Um, we can see this in um, all types of, of basically evil, if you want to call it that. And it can be any type of trauma from childhood trauma or adult trauma. It can be sexual abuse. It can be physical or emotional abuse. Anything that has altered the mindset of the empath to where they become hateful, they become angry, they become spiteful. And this is a dangerous person because, as you know, empaths are very intuitive. They're almost like human lie detectors. We feel someone else's emotions. So the normal empath will feel someone's emotions and commiserate with them, right? You're, you're going to feel, oh, this person feels insecure. Let me lift them up. You want to do things to make them feel better. Well, the dark empath has the exact same feelings as you because he's, he or she is an empath. But instead of using, let's call it power, instead of using their power for good, they use it for their own means. Now, normally, and this is just normally, there are exceptions, normally dark empaths use their wicked powers, their wicked ways to benefit themselves. So it's more of a selfish manipulation type of evil as opposed to an all out, you know, evil that they're going to kill you or uh, hurt you physically in some way. Now, that doesn't mean that that won't happen, but that's the case in the same risk with any human being you meet, right? Especially a traumatized human being. They all have the potential to, well, anyone has the potential to just kind of lose it at some point. Um, if if they have some trauma and then their their buttons are pushed. So with the dark empath, normally what we see is that they're going to use your emotions to manipulate you. That's the most common, um, I'm just going to continue to call it evil because it's something that's not good. Um, that's the most common evil that the dark empath is going to uh, use, is manipulation. And they're very, very, very good at it 
because they don't have to guess about how you're feeling. They know, just like we know, they're empaths. So dark empaths are nothing but damaged empaths who, instead of feeling that they want to help the other person when they feel their emotions, they instead immediately start looking at how can I use this to my advantage? So that's where the manipulation comes in. And there are a lot of uh, signs that you're dealing with a dark empath, but they can sometimes be hard to detect because the dark empath has so much information available to them that it becomes easy for them to hide their, their motives and who they really are. So it may take some time for you to finally go, oh, dear God, I'm dealing with a dark empath, right? So unfortunately, they may come into your life and you're more than likely going to be very attracted to them as an empath because you have so much in common, right? You, you both are going to experience similar experiences. You both will probably be able to feel energy when you walk into a room and know whether you want to stay there or leave. And so if you have some other common things in common, it's really easy for a dark empath to manipulate his way into your life because you're going to be over the moon that you've found someone who understands you, who seems very honest, who seems very spiritual. Because remember, they, got, they have the same characteristics as you for the most part. We all know we're all unique individuals, and it's very hard to put a definitive label on someone, even saying you're an empath and then giving traits of an empath. Some may apply and some may not because we're all unique individuals. And it's the same thing with a dark empath. However, we, we can see that for the most part, there are traits that do define who an empath is. And there are some traits that do define a dark empath. They can also be narcissists, which makes them even more intolerable. Uh, but they, not, they aren't. But the biggest thing, like I said, is going to be manipulation. So if you look out for things like, is this person trying to convince me to do things I don't want to do? And I'm feeling like I want to do them for him because either I want to help him or um, I just feel like like I should, like I have some kind of obligation. Where is that emotion coming from? And make sure that it really is authentic and it's not manipulation. Again, it's very easy to get confused or tricked at this stage because uh, just like any relationship that starts off, it starts off wonderful and then sometimes can get a little bad towards the middle or the end. You hear people say all the time, you know, when we first got together, he treated me so good. You know, he, he wooed me all the time. He bought me flowers. He bought me candy. He took me out to dinner. He took me out to the movies. We went on long walks. You know, we did this, that, and the other, and now none of that happens. Now he acts like he could care less whether I'm around. And so we all kind of put our best foot forward in the beginning. That's one of the reasons that relationships these days seem to be ending quicker. And there's so much divorce because I think we, we oversell 
ourselves in the beginning and talk someone into being with us that we want to be with. And in the end, we're really not that person and we can't keep it up long term. And I'm saying we because maybe there's some of you out there who, who can relate to this. That is exactly what the dark empath always does. A good, a good sign in the beginning, if you notice a different kind of personality around others than you do yourself, especially uh, a month or two into the relationship. Because in the beginning, he again, he's going to be convincing you how wonderful he is. And then that slowly, as he starts to see that you're, you're kind of into him and you're kind of hooked, he feels like he has his paws in you, then, you know, that might die down a little bit, probably not right away. He wants to make sure he's fully invested into your life to make it very harder for you to leave him. But one of the things to look out for is that he will be very different around other people than he is with you. For example, let's say with you, he's, he's wonderful. You're into him. He treats you wonderful and you're very happy, but he's, he's kind of mellow. Like he doesn't, he's not, uh, he doesn't seem like overly loud. He talks quiet and sensitive, et cetera. And then all of a sudden when you're in public, he's boisterous and he's the life of the party and he gets everybody to laugh and he's just having a ball. Um, I can really relate to this one with my father when he was alive. When he was at home, sometimes he was a time bomb just waiting to go off. And uh, it could it could become very dramatic in my household where he would literally, he's either physically abusing my mom or me or my brother, or it could just be verbal abuse. And other times he could be awesome, wonderful. But he never, even when he was good and in a, in a happy state where he treated us good, even then he was never the same person as he was in public. Towards the end, like I would guess from like maybe when I was 11, 12, somewhere in there, this stopped happening. But when I was younger, I remember constant uh, either parties at our house or us going to other people's house. And it was usually family. And I'm Latin, Cuban, actually. And we had a lot of Cuban relatives and then, you know, married into the family, Mexicans and um, Puerto Rican. So there was, a, and, and Italian even. So there was a, a a real big at these parties there's just it's all latin people mostly but it's a kind of a, a conglomerate of of nationalities i guess so it, it but it was so much fun because everybody's laughing and everybody's in a good mood and everybody's dancing and everybody's playing music or singing and it was a blast as a child now the interesting thing is that my father was amazing when he was at these parties he would come up to me come on baby let's dance and we'd go out and we'd dance and he was such a good dancer I had no clue I mean I was a child so you know I'm just kind of out there jumping around but he was a good dancer a good Latin dancer um and 
he would be dancing all night long with different people. And my mother did not like to dance. So she's kind of sitting there while he's out dancing with everybody else. But he'd come and get me to dance every once in a while. And it was, it's some of my favorite memories with him um, because he was always so happy. And I never had to worry about him getting nasty to us in front of everybody else. I knew he wouldn't, even at that young age, because I had seen that no matter what happened, he was always jovial and happy and laughing. Everybody loved my father. I mean, everybody. If they saw him on the street, it was either Jose or Chito. I don't know why his nickname was Chito, but they were called Chito or Jose, sometimes Joe. So, and, and so happy to see him. And he had a knack of just getting you to smile and laugh. And he, I don't, I think it's a shame that he couldn't be this way. Uh, with us alone but it was his personality maybe he was happier around them and and at these events and that's why his maybe his real personality came out i know that my father was very depressed um and he had very serious back pain similar to what i go through with the degenerative disc disease and arthritis and he was in constant pain and i know that a lot of people who are in constant pain are mean because they're in a bad mood and, and they're hating life and they're suffering. So I kind of get it. Although, you know, there's really no excuse for bad behavior, but I do try to understand it on that level. But before he got very sick and we would go to these parties pretty much every weekend, um, or there was a party at our house. And um, I don't remember him ever drinking growing up, but I, I know he did drink at these parties and my mom hated it. And that could be too, maybe his jovial, but he never, I don't remember anyway. I, I don't know if my mom does, but I don't remember ever seeing my father drunk, like drunk, drunk. He was just always in good spirits drunk, right? So my point being is that everybody would say, your father is so wonderful. It must be amazing at your house. You must have so much fun. You know, it, I would always hear things like that. And as a child, I would just kind of smile and shake my head. As I grew into a teenager, um, that happened less and less because we weren't going to these parties all the time. But if we happened to, you know, we used to go to dinner at his boss's house and things like that. And I would hear comments like that. I would actually get angry because I thought, what the fuck? Why can't he be like that at home? You know, I really wanted that dad to be like that at home. And I started to feel like it was almost hypocritical. Like everybody thinks he's this amazing, wonderful man. And in, in, in reality, he's manipulative. He's aggressive. Um, he's scary to be around a lot of the time. So that's, uh, is, is one of my experiences with a dark empath. And that's, a really, really good thing to keep an eye out for because if you're seeing different behavior in public around other people from your person, uh, then what you're seeing when they're alone with you, that's a huge, huge flag that you are dealing with a dark empath. So uh, that's one thing to, to keep an eye out for. And the other thing is manipulation. How many times... Is he trying to manipulate you into doing something you don't want to do? 
And this is something that I saw with uh, one of my exes constantly. Um, it was pretty much the bane of my existence at the time because it was always a, a fight until I agreed to do what he was trying to manipulate me to do. Um, and in the end, I was so exhausted of fighting, I would always give in until I finally wisened up. But that took many, many years. So learn from my mistake. <laughs> Watch out for these manipulations and be, be careful because, you know, not everybody who manipulates is a dark empath, but it is a red flag for anybody whether they're a dark empath or they're not you don't want someone who's going to manipulate you and maybe everybody manipulates from time to time children manipulate their parents parents manipulate their kids um and we i think we all man manipulate from time to time um but usually it's not in a dangerous way it's just maybe to convince someone that you know let's not get the sausage on the pizza you know or something like that, but you're still manipulating if you're trying to convince someone to do something they don't want to do. Um, when it when it's harmful is when uh, you're being manipulated to do something that is is not commensurate with who you are authentically. And so you're you start if you continue, and I know this from personal experience. If you allow them to manipulate you, and you Go against who you are as a human being, whether that's moralistically or personally, spiritually. If you even for one time, it's a slippery slope. That one time makes it easier to do the second time. And you start giving in easier. And little by little, you will lose yourself. And the next thing you know, you don't know who you are anymore. Because they've manipulated you to do what they want. And you're not making decisions on your own anymore. And you're starting to lose your identity. That's a very dangerous place to be. And one of the reasons why the dark empath can be so dangerous to a person. You can completely lose yourself. So, uh, like I said, I did experiences. It took me many, many years to get back my own identity. And in fact, I'm still working on it. It's probably something that I will work on for the rest of my life. So if you're, and I was someone who had a very strong personality before I met him. So that that's saying a lot, but 14 years it took for, for that to take hold. Um, and then it took probably 10 years for me to really get to the point I'm at now and, and fix myself. And I'm not completely fixed, right? We, we, none of us ever are. We're always going to be a work in progress. We always have something new to learn every single day. And I'm thankful for everything that I learn. I, I'm an avid reader. I read every single day. And um, right now I'm reading a, a myriad of books. I'm reading uh, Spontaneous Healing, which is an amazing book. Um, I just read a book, a brand new book by Judy Dyer that's not even published yet. I, I read a review copy um, on Dark Empaths, which is what gave me the idea to do this podcast today because they, it is such a misunderstood word. They aren't a whole new subset of person with their own unique abilities. Um, they are just empaths who are traumatized, like I said. So we, we definitely want to look out for those those two things mainly. 
those are the biggest ones. Um, part of their manipulation, um, sadly, a lot of them, there's got to be lies. And you'll catch them even in little lies that aren't even relevant. Like, why would you lie about that? Like, I wouldn't care if it was this or that. And they still lie about it um, because in their mind, it, it helps manipulate you further or they think it will anyway. Um, so there's, a, there's, no, there's not a lot of honesty there. Another thing is that because they are so traumatized, they're going to have a lot of the characteristics of a normal traumatized person. Like they may be emotionally shut off. And you probably aren't going to see this in the beginning because, again, they're, they're manipulating. They're putting their best foot forward and they're, they're showing you what you want to see. And they're kind of well aware of what you want to see, right, because they're an empath. So uh, they will show you maybe that, that they're open emotionally and you may think that they are. And then slowly as the relationship builds and you start going into deeper topics, you'll start finding that they they close off and they don't really want to share. Um, if you find it very, very difficult to get them to talk with you about your feelings, um, I'm not sure I would say that's definitely a sign of a dark empath, but it definitely is the sign of a traumatized person. Um, and someone might say, well, no, that's just the sign of a private person. Well, Usually someone that private who's in a close relationship is traumatized in some way. Otherwise, they would, they would open up to someone that they are that close with. If it's a real relationship and there's a real connection and you've been with them for a while, there's absolutely no reason to be private unless you have some deep-seated issues on trust. And that's only going to come from trauma. So... Uh, that's another sign to look out for. Now, um, there are a lot of different things we can go into, um, and I, I want to talk more about the dark empath. Um, we've gone almost 30 minutes here, so I'm not going to talk about too much more, but I want to remind you that in the next podcast, we're going to talk about dark empaths even further, and we're going to elaborate on some of the things we've talked about with Dr. Janine Howry. Now, she has some personal experiences with dark impasse that she's going to share with us and shed a little more light on the topic. And I'll share with you uh, a little bit more about what I learned from Judy Dyer's book as well. And I, I do highly recommend it. It was an enjoyable read. So when it does come out on Amazon, make sure you go and pick that up called Dark Impaths by Judy Dyer. So I'll I'll discuss some of those things next time as well. She she goes into not only um, identifying the dark empath, but also speaks directly to you if you are a dark empath and wanting to change because there are a lot of dark empaths. And remember that they're just empaths who are traumatized. And many, many times traumatized people, eventually they want to heal. They want to be better. They're not Dark empaths aren't necessarily evil. You shouldn't be picturing them in like, you know, a dark black cloak with a scythe or something. You know, they, they are just empaths who are hurt, who are traumatized. And so they react 
the only way they know how, and that is to try to get love through manipulation um, and to keep you in their life through manipulation. Um, actually, there's one more thing I want to discuss, and that is um, the way that they will, this is another type of manipulation, but it's a big one, and 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 it happened to me as well. I can relate to this with that same ex. This is a big, big red flag for anyone. If you start to see that they are stopping you from living your normal life with your regular friends or family, huge red flag. More than likely, they are a dark empath. They could be, but regardless of whether they are or not really doesn't matter. That's a huge red flag that that person is trying to control your life and they want everybody else out of your life so that they won't talk you out of being with them. They don't want you getting any good advice from your friends or your family. So their first objective is going to be to alienate you from all of your friends and family. And if you're deep into the relationship and you feel like you want to be with this person, your first thought is that, well, this is my life now. I want a life with this person. And so maybe they're right. Maybe I need to spend less time with them and kind of let go of the family and live my own life and or let go of this childhood friend because they're they just don't really fit with my new relationship or whatever. That's a horrible thing to do to a friend, first of all, or family. Um, because relationships will come and go throughout your life but the one thing that will always be there if you cultivate it is your family and your friends so it's it's a bad thing to do to someone and it's a bad thing to accept in the manipulation as well unfortunately i was too naive and and young and immature at the time to realize what was going on and slowly it didn't happen all at once because i would have definitely balked at that it happened so slowly that i didn't recognize it happening but first it was you know this person in my life usually it was male figures because i had some male friends and even kept in touch with one of my exes um and he absolutely hated that and i thought it was just a jealousy thing and so at first i was convinced because i had actually even talked to family about it and they had said yeah you probably should let them go you know this is a new life a new relationship and if he's in you know jealous about it and it's making him uncomfortable and you really want this relationship then yeah you should let them go they're a part of your past this is your present so that kind of made sense to me and even though it hurt my heart i i agreed to it i said okay fine i won't i'll tell them not to call anymore i'll explain that and i did and it did not go over well. They, the two people, two males that I ended up shutting off absolutely hated me after that. And I kind of don't blame them because I should never have, I should never have done that. But again, we live and we learn. And I was very young and naive and I didn't understand what was going on. But eventually it was not just the males. Eventually it started being pushing away other people and there would always be an excuse why I don't want that person over at the house because da 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 and it would always be some type of manipulation that he would try to make me see them as hurtful to our relationship or hurtful to me um, in my current life or you know whatever they 
he would always just find a way to make me not invite that person over that I would say, okay, fine, I won't invite them over. And little by little, you start pushing people out of your life. And this is very detrimental to your social health, number one, because I can I can confidently say that if you're in a relationship like this, it is 99.9% guaranteed the, the relationship is not going to last long term. Now, the relationship with this particular person I was in lasted 14 years. So I'm not saying it won't last a long time. But it won't last long term. Eventually, you're going to get sick of it. Eventually, you're going to get wise to what's going on. And it takes some people longer than others. And my particular situation was that even though I saw a lot of the signs in the end of what had happened in my life and why it had happened and that it wasn't healthy and it wasn't good, I couldn't bring myself to leave him just for other personal reasons, the way I was raised. Um, being an empath and feeling emotions and he would beg me to stay and cry every time I tried to leave and, and I fell for it because it hurt my heart and it was just too hard to leave. So in the end, I ended up, and this is where you'll be too if you don't, if you don't heed this advice, if you see this happening, you will end up completely alone. You will alienate everybody from your life You'll push them all away for this relationship. And then the relationship doesn't last. And where, where are you? Your friends are gone. Your family's been pushed away. Now, luckily, I have family that I'm still very close to, um, but very few compared to where it was. Like, I would say pretty much just immediate family now that I'm close to and I I have nothing to do really with the rest of my family. Um, and that was not the case when I met him. So, but he, he, I, and I also was much more social. I'm more of a, a shut in now, um, which is kind of a, an empath thing as well, you know, but um, I'm kind of getting off track a little bit. Point being, watch out for that. If they start trying to alienate you from family or friends, huge red flag. So please watch out for that and be careful. So there's a lot more to talk about, uh, uh, kind of about who these dark empaths are and um, how, to, how to spot them, how to be careful and um, make sure you don't end up in one of these situations. And then, like I said, there's also advice for the dark empath who wants to change, who wants to become better. Uh, maybe they recognize and realize that they're selfish that they're manipulative, but they're so used to doing it, like that's the only way they know to get love. And they don't know how to get it naturally. Um, and they don't know how to heal themselves. And she has some very good advice for, for those people. So if you happen to be a dark empath and you're listening, make sure you tune in to next week's podcast because I will talk about some of these things during our conversation with Dr. Jean Howry. So I'm looking forward to that happening and I hope you join us for that. Uh, for this week, I think, think we're going to leave it off there because like I said, we're going to cover a lot uh, next week as well. Well, actually next podcast. I don't know that it'll be next week. Kind of all depends on the schedule. Like I said, um, you know, podcasts may be every other week. Um, so if it happens to come out weekly, consider that a 
plus, but we will count on every other week. So uh, I want to invite you to visit us on our website at www.embattledempaths.com. It will be up shortly. And right now you can visit us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash embattled empaths. And uh, you'll see a lot of interesting posts there, mostly inspirational, motivational, and learning posts. <laughs> But feel free to uh, to grab any of those posts to comment on. Um, eventually, I am creating a website. Once I'm done with the Embattled Empaths website, there will be an, uh, a website specific to the podcast. There will be an All That Is Empaths um, page, which I already have the domain for. So we'll put that up as well. And then you'll be able to talk directly there. Uh, about the podcast. But in the meantime, uh, every time we put out a podcast with there, we post on the Facebook page that, that the new, uh, the new podcast is live. So you can always find that post and then comment underneath that post on the podcast itself. I would love to hear your feedback and also any questions you might have. Um, I'd love to answer your questions on dark empaths or empaths in general, uh, or any type of trauma that you want to discuss as well. So I look forward to hearing from you and until next time, please be safe and be blessed.